So Rav's opinion regarding the Tefach Shlishis is very simple and straightforward. You place a Kenegat Ayotze in the right angle, the end of that L. So you have one wall on the back, one wall on the side, you place a Tefach at a right angle at the end of that L, either over here or over here. Rav Kanan Rasi asked him Akasha, why don't you place a Kenegat Tur facing the other direction, meaning in a 45 degree angle. Instead of at a right angle at 90 degrees, place it at 45, facing the other corner, in which case it would appear like it's connecting to it and creating an enclosure. Thesis has a different shot in Reishtur. Thesis learns that you're going to actually create a triangle. How? So you have an L-shaped sukkah, one wall, another wall. According to them, the tefah will be placed right in the middle, right here, right between the corners of the L. So instead of at the actual wall, you place it right in the middle, in which case it sort of faces both corners of the L. And that's better, because it appears like it's connecting and creating a full enclosure. There's Akasha. But that uh, tefach, that freestanding tefach, should become bottle. Where everyone speaks about the avir, the haigisa, the avir, the haigisa, which is a vatala tefach. So why would you say that you can have a freestanding tefach in nowhere? Answers to this here it's different. Because here we're speaking about a tefach which is a machisa de raisa, learns from Allah Mishim Sinai, and therefore the avr is not mavatal. The fact that it's a tefach which is learned from halacha, that gives it chashivas, it's just a, a pole sitting in nowhere, which is actually the, the case in the Gmar and Ervin. Here it's a halacha. This constitutes a daifin, it's considered like a machitza. Even if you're surrounded by airspace on all sides, that tefach still has validity. And actually, some of Farshim um, changed the diagram within Rashi, and they learned that Rashi also uh, learns that the tefach of Reish Tur is actually right in the middle, between the uh, the two walls. You have one wall, one wall, and the tefach right in the middle, which is like uh, the Pshad of Tesis. Okay. Continuing down the Amid, we spoke about the concept of Migu. The Mor tells us if it happens to be Shabbos and Sukkot, so uh, a Machitza which works for Shabbos is considered a Machitza for Sukkot as well. You can kind the mitzvahs, eating, drinking, sleeping, because although it's not really a properly enclosed Sukkot, but since today happens to be Shabbos, and if it's Kasha for Shabbos, it's Kasha for Sukkot today, but not tomorrow. Asks Rashash, what do you mean? How can you have a sukkah which is only kosher, uh, part of Yantif? The Gemara on Chavgimel, Amrav tells us, a sukkah needs to be something which is ro'i l'shiva. It has to be ro'i for seven-day use. In this case, it's only ro'i for Shabbos, not for Sunday. So I saw some answer to the kosher of the Rashash like this. What's the case in the Gemara there? One built a sukkah on top of a camel. Says the Gemara, it's not ro'i l'shiva because you can't use it on Shabbos. Now they climb on an animal on Shabbos. So since it's not ready for Shabbos of Sukkot, it's not ready for Shiva, can't use it throughout all seven days of Sukkot, it's not kosher at all. You have to find a different type of Sukkot, which is ready throughout the entire seven-day period. That's over there, because it's a different type of Sukkot, it's on a camel. Here, it's the same exact Sukkot. The same exact Sukkot, which is kosher on Shabbos, is kosher on Sunday. What do you mean? What is a Sukkot? In a closed place, a properly encircled area, a place which has machitza, has tfanis. 
this sukkah, which is kasher on Shabbos, you know, because of Shabbos, why is it kasher? Because it's properly enclosed, properly surrounded. Well, on Sunday as well, a properly surrounded sukkah will be kasher. The difference is, on Sunday, definition, the way to surround is different than Shabbos. But it's just two ways to get to the same point, to create an enclosed area. So it's the very same sukkah, which is kasher on Shabbos, kasher on Sunday. So in the case of the camel, it's a different type of sukkah. You cannot use a sukkah on a camel for Shabbos. So although you can use it on Sunday, but it's not right for Shabbos. This type of sukkah is not right for Shabbos. Mashiach over here. It's the very same sukkah, which is kasher on Shabbos, that's going to be kasher on Sunday. What is the sukkah that's kasher on Shabbos? An enclosed area. Well, guess what? An enclosed sukkah will be kasher on Sunday as well. It just so happens to be that in order to create an enclosure, you have to do something differently on Sunday than on Shabbos. But the end result is the same. The sukkah is the same. In both cases, it's an enclosed area. <laughs> Therefore, we're here. Perhaps we don't have the problem of sukkah hasui l'shiva. So that would be a terrace on Rosh Hashanah's kasha. So what's an example of a Shabbos sukkah which benefits a Hilcha sukkah as well? An example is Sichich al Gabe Movi Sheishli Speaking about an alleyway, which has a Lechi at the end, and just as it works for Shabbos, it's going to work for sukkah. Although you don't have a Shlishis Tetach, which is a small Lechi, that's enough. So although for Shabbos, Shtaim Kilchasan, an L with a little bit doesn't work. It's not a proper enclosure for Shabbos. It's not really blocking out the traffic. But an alleyway, which sort of directs the flow, plus a little lechi on top, creates an appearance of a, of a, of a enclosure. That works for Shabbos. So it's different than an L-shaped sukkah. Here it's a mavi. With a lechi, that works for Shabbos. So although technically that doesn't work for sukkah, because you don't have the shlishes tefach, but since it works for Shabbos, it works for sukkah. Asks Tosis, what do you mean? You can't be speaking about an alleyway. That wouldn't work for Shabbos either. It brings rice. You need three mechitzas for Shabbos. So it must be that we're speaking about a, an alleyway which is a dead end. Surrounded by three walls with a lechi at the end. If that's the case, says Rashi, says Tesis, without the lechi, the sukkah is perfectly fine. Three walled sukkah. And Shabbos, you need a lechi to create that hecker, that separation between the mavi and the shesram. Sukkah, you don't need that. So what does the Gemara mean? Only because it's kasha for Shabbos, kasha for sukkah. It has three walls, it's perfectly fine for sukkah. Ah, so says the Chilish. Although we're speaking about a mavi, which has three walls, but it so happens that the schach was placed where? The entranceway to the mavi. Far away from that back wall. <laughs> so you have wall on the right, wall on the left, wall on the back. But the schach happens to be at the entranceway to the mavi. Well, you only have two walls. So the back wall doesn't relate to the schach. It's, it's, it's too far. It's beyond four amis. You can't say deifenaku. So in that case, as Teisvis, we have to come onto the fact that the mavi is kasha for Shabbos, and therefore it's kasha for sukkah as well. And one more point, just wanted to mention. We speak about Yehuda uh, requiring a diras kva. Now I mentioned back on the Afbeis that it appears in the Gemara and Rishonim that Rabbi Yehuda's uh, sukkah wasn't really built differently than the Rabbanon sukkah. They're the same sukkah. It's just that the Torah 
gives it chashivas. Torah achshavei. Torah considers it a permanent dwelling. It has chashivas. Had a din of diras kvan, therefore it's chayv mezuzah. I'm just bringing a right to that. It's pretty clear because Tosis says that achirim, achirim they're the ones that hold that diras kvan as well, and rechem is rebmeir. And later on the fches, the Gemara speaks about the fact that sukas hayetrim, the the potter's shack, the fellow that makes the klecheres, his shack is considered kosher for sukkah, and it's potter min It's not a mokim dira. It says, Taisvis, what do you mean? If it's a sukkah, it's chayv and mezuzah. Gemara Numa tells us, according to Yehuda, a sukkah is considered dira's kva, and it's chayv and mezuzah, on, on sukkahs. On sukkahs, you have to have a mezuzah, not after sukkah, but on sukkahs itself, it's dira's kva. If so, how does the Gemara say that the sukkah on the afches doesn't need a, 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 a mezuzah? It says, Taisvis, we're speaking not on sukkahs, but on sukkahs itself, if you hold a sukkah dearest kva, you need a mezuzah. So it's pretty clear from Taisvis that when we say a sukkah dearest kva, we don't mean that it's built as a dearest kva. We're speaking at the same shack, the same shack, which is not considered a place of dwelling for the rest of the year, for Yumei Sashana, therefore there's no mezuzah there. But for sukkahs itself, and he's a mezuzah. Why? What do you mean? It's the same shack. It's not a deer. Because on sukkahs, the Torah was machshavit as a deer On account of its prominence and significance, the fact that it's serving for deer of mitzvah, for deer of sukkahs on chagah sukkahs, that gives it chashivs. It gives it added importance. We consider it as a, an established entity. This is a sukkah. Sukkah shal mitzvah. In which case, it's chayv mezuzah throughout the seventy period of sukkahs.